You never watch porn? So I'm like a music gal. <laughs> what? Hi, I'm Jamie Lynn Sigler. And I'm Robert Eiler. And this is our new podcast, Not Today Pal. And they found out that the chicken had a tumor and it was like pus. Not your favorite? They're going to ask us a question about Sopranos. Let's split the difference and Jamie gets one point. Give Rob winner, his points. Like, why are you taking him away? This is what he does. You have no idea what's about to happen. I have no idea. I'm so excited, though. Available every Thursday, wherever you get podcasts. Ready in Chamesh, Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast with Christina P. Guess what? One night in Barfalo, Jew Dork titties. No, no, it's not New York City. It's just Jew Dork. Barfalo at Helium Comedy Club, September 6th. Uh, one night in Toronto. Those tickets are almost gone, uh, September 7th. And then September 8th, I go to Winnipeg, Wilhepeg, Canada, <laughs> September 14th through 16th, Comedy Vax, downtown Denver. They're already selling out. A couple of shows are already gone. So get those tickets now. Wise Guys in Short Lake City, Puta. October 13th to 14th. And then I added, because I haven't been there in so long, San Jose, the San Jose Improv, just one night um, on the October 15th as well. Uh, ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. Also, please buy my lipstick if you haven't already. People have been writing me that it, it, the texture's great. People even enjoy the flavor. That's how good <laughs> this lipstick is, because I made it in Italy. So I made sure that they made it pasta flavored. Mm. It's pizza flavored. Just kidding. It's marinara. Not. Marinara. And with me today... One of my oldest and dearest friends in show business, in life, Sarah Tiana, everybody. Uh, just when you, hello. <laughs> when you were saying San Jose Improv, it was yeah. bringing back the memory of us in your Volkswagen Jetta driving to the San Jose Improv. And you were constantly hanging up on Tom on the drive like, <laughs> oh, God, he's so needy. You kept saying he's so needy. You're like, all you have to fucking do to get a guy, Tiana, is just ignore him. <laughs> Well, as soon as you ignore them, they're like, bah, 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 call me. You would say that all the time. All and the I time. go, do I need to endo- ignore more? <laughs> <laughs> but now you got well, it. You got the dude. You got the kid. Yeah. Do you ignore him? Did you ignore him? I caught. Yeah. I mean, no, not at the beginning. Okay. okay. But now. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Ugh. Uh, well, I mean, he does this thing where he wants me to golf with him oh, all the time. No. And I'm like, but you just want me to go so I can see how good you are. Oh, is that what that is? He doesn't want me to really play. You know, I, no. he wants to be able to do it together for sure. But I'm like, I grew up, my dad played golf and it was me and my sister and my mom in Georgia. We didn't have any other family there. And I asked my mom once, I'm like, why does daddy never take us golfing? And, got, <laughs> and mom was like, daddy needs a break. Yeah. And I said, yeah, okay. So I just never got into golf. Cause I'm like, no, 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 that's dudes need a break. Yeah. And I always need a break. I'm like, He's like, can I go golf? I'm like, yes, you yeah, can go golfing. Go. go, bye. But is it golfing is dad's break? That's true. And then fishing. And then book club, is that the woman's break? Well, we we form, I'm in a book club. It's it's basically what guys do, fishing. You just drink and bullshit, right? You're in a book club. I remember you telling me it's you were in a so book club. Yeah. But so do you enjoy golf though? Or it's so boring. It seems I, so boring. You just I walk. Don't, yeah, I mean, it's just Stand, really sweat. exercising. and Is it exercise? Though? It is, because there's a lot, of, a lot of walking. Because a lot of people don't use, um, you that if you get a push cart, you know, yep. you're outside in the sun, so you get yeah. your vitamin D. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good exercise. Not what I would prefer to do for exercise. When I want to be alone, I want to go to the nail salon Ooh, or nice. the spa or just some little massage place. I do massages a lot, too, mm-hmm. and I'm so bummed. I, I went to this place here in Austin, and the girl was so good, mm-hmm. and I wanted to poach her. <laughs> and I go, I go, hey, hey, you ever you ever uh, come to people's houses? And she's like, mm, no, I don't have a table. I'm like, I have a table. I have a table. You're so good. And she just would not give me her contact. Info. Yeah. I wonder if they would get in trouble, maybe, if yes. they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to, but I've poached before. Mm. I've been like... <laughs> You're just, bragging about your oh, poaching. <laughs> oh, I'm like, just give me, slide me your number. No one's going to know. Girl. Oh, God. That'd be creepy, though. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody wants me in their house really bad. Yeah, and then I'm like, just rub my beaver. <laughs> yeah, don't. Shh, nobody's going to know. 
much. But you have a stuffed beaver. That's what you mean that's in your mean, massage yeah, room. Yes, yes, you love your just your taxidermy. My taxidermy beaver. <laughs> so you and I have essentially. I mean, it's so funny. You might you and I have grown up together in a way. Oh, so for completely twenty years now. Yeah, so twenty we've, years. We've gone through being, you know, single young girls with just like the dream of show business in mm-hmm. our eyes to like now we're both on the other end of like we've got motherhood. We actually made a career in Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. <laughs> and you and I have always been like the one girl in the room. Mm-hmm. Because that's all they allowed at one point was just one, sh- one girl in the room. You can't have more than one. Well, then it's just a girl show. It was either yeah. an all-girl show or yes. you were the only girl show. And you're like, ugh, here we go. Yeah. And then you speak up in the room and you go, I think that's kind of problematic. I don't think women think like that at all. They're like, listen, sweetheart. I'm like, that's also a problem. You can't say sweetheart anymore? I'm like, not when you're saying it like that. I know. Not. Like, listen child that's child. basically how it sounds sometimes and then so, so i would just constantly push back or i would sit next to the the writer that everyone respected and i would run my yeah. jokes oh, by him smart. to make him feel empowered like he was helping me <laughs> yeah. and then uh and then you know then he would fight for my jokes because oh, he had helped smart. me with those and then all of a sudden you start commanding the room and then you become the head writer and then you're just off you know what's can you say what project this was that you were working on that was the burn that was a long time ago so there were like there were we God. had 14 writers on that show and they were studs. You know, these are like yeah. guys who are on Family Guy now or, you know, like came from Letterman. They were they were real studs. And um, yeah. and I would just sidle up to the best ones. Smart. And uh, and they would. And yeah. And like still very good friends with me. I mean, they don't know that I was mind fucking <laughs> them. But, but, <laughs> but. Well, yeah, these are the heaviest hitters. So, so for those of you who don't know, in comedy, really, there's several different lanes you can mm-hmm. get into if you're interested in comedy. There's like sketch, right? Which, so if you want to go to SNL, mm-hmm. you should start working on your characters. Like Melissa Villasenor, I would say, is probably one of my favorite people who we got to watch become that mm-hmm. SNL person. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was amazing with her characters from day one and then she would just put them on Instagram and mm-hmm. eventually you get discovered when you're crazy good like that. Mm-hmm. So there's like the sketch lane, there's the stand-up comedy lane, which I've always felt really comfortable and just, I want to be myself. I don't want to fucking write anyone else's joke. I, I can only say what I, there's comedic actors and then there's the writer, mm-hmm. which like you can write roast jokes, which your jokes are fucking so perfectly structured and mean and Mm -hmm. great and then you're also a great screenplay writer and television and film writer so like there's so many different lanes you can choose but yeah women were not really (laughs) welcome in the beginning (laughs) and it's funny because now it's like it seems so i got i have young boys coming to my Mm -hmm. shows and they they are like what do you mean that right a woman wouldn't be the headliner and but it really took this generation to Mm -hmm. like push it into the next well I think it also came into just being like more of a uh, a consistent seeing women on stage I think Sarah Silverman Lisa Lampanelli yeah more specials are coming out with women you know and so speaking of 44 is out on YouTube right now (laughs) check her out thank you but I think also I think it took a long time for society to learn to laugh at a woman. Mm. I think you're raised as a man to respect women. You're, you've been told, you know, all through the 90s, like, you don't treat women like that. You treat them with respect, you know. Yeah. And then you see them on stage, like, burping and farting. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. What do I do? What do <laughs> I, I do? Know, what do I do? I and so I think, it, you know, it, there's true. some people who just don't think women should talk. And then there's other people who are transfixed and don't know what they're supposed to do and if it's okay and it takes a second for your brain to go yeah and relax when I was doing when I started stand-up I realized that and I would do a joke every 15 seconds yeah for five minutes until I and I was just wearing you down like making you stop thinking about it I'm just I got you I'm in control I got you I don't need your help you don't need my help you're fine and like so I'll take care of it so true. It's because the I remember when I first started featuring and going around the country telling jokes. This is like yeah, almost twenty years ago, and literally I would go to the deep south to like Tennessee mm-hmm. or whatever Knoxville, and there would be just all the men in the audience. It's so funny now because back then it was all arms folded. They ah oh, shit, mm-hmm. is this one gonna talk? Mm-hmm. And how fucking long, you know? And and but you, yeah, you wear them down. You go. 
because I never saw myself as a woman. I might be non-binary. I think I am. <laughs> I identify as a being who transcends gen. I don't give a fuck what you think yeah. I am. I am what I am. And yeah, you just, you go above it and you go, that's okay. You're going to come around. You're going to come around. And we had to fight that. And then now the audiences are like young boys who come and they're just like, yeah, mommy, of course I'm going to listen. And their arms aren't folded anymore. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really interesting. You have to see yourself. You have to imagine yourself already there, right? Yeah. You have to see yourself as the thing, even though society might be still two steps, three steps behind you. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be clever because we women can't go at the thing the same way the man does in career. I'm sorry, no. in comedy. I don't, I can't speak for other industry, <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. Uh, we can't, it's different, especially in the writer's room. That's a very specific culture. So sorry, yeah. back to you. You worked on The Burn, which was like, Jeff Ross is like the king of the roast yeah. jokes. I mean, these guys are just so fucking funny and quick. And here's little Sarah Tiana. And how old were you when you got into that room? So that room, so the way I got into that, that burn again, room was I, uh, I was running Gosh. a show. <laughs> I was running a show in uh, LA called at the Unknown Theater and for a year, Jeff Ross would come in, or not a year, but like he would start r practicing his roast jokes. You know, oh, I'm roasting this person or that right, person. Comedy Central he would, come in. would have celebrities like that's the roast of fucking Dolly Parton or Donald Pamela Trump, Anderson. Hugh Trump. Hefner, Pamela so you have Anderson. a certain amount of weeks to prepare sure. your jokes. Okay. So he came into my room to practice those jokes. And eventually I said, you know, what's the next roast you're doing? And he said, you know, Donald Trump. And I said, what's your email? And he gave it to me. And I just would send him, like bombard him with jokes until he finally just couldn't ignore me. And then <laughs> he started it. bringing me over to the house you to write. psycho. Yeah. And I came over to the, um, I, it was the, he was doing the Charlie Sheen roast. The ne that was the next one. And I came over and it was Tony Hinchcliffe and Matt Edgar oh, in the backyard. Tony. And they're all sitting around. You know, nobody has, no, they couldn't afford computers, you know, so yeah. everybody's got notepads and, and, and Jeff says, I, I want to start the roast with a, with a quote, you know, I want to, I'm going to come out like friends, Romans, countrymen. And I go, Oh, lend Mike Tyson your ears. Ah! And then he was, they were all like, Oh, that's so good. And Tony's like, motherfucker, we've been sitting here for half an hour. And I so I immediately, and Jeff's, you know, like, he's like, I, you know, I can't pay you. I go, you don't need to pay me. Just remember me. For a gig. Like, if you ever get a gig, just remember me. And so he took me to a USO show, and then he got the burn. And so he said, you're on it. And then you were staffed. And I was staffed, and I got in the WGA. Did you guys hear that? For anybody listening, just because it doesn't exist yet doesn't mean it won't. Mm -mm. Yeah, and you just have to pursue it like you mean it. And did you, that, I'm like, I'm going to cry, because that's <laughs> yeah. so amazing and also just for you so people listening know like sarah and i do not hate men <laughs> I, I think it no. comes off sometimes like we actually want to be in the club mm -hmm. we love what you guys are doing mm -hmm. so it's more just like let me prove to you that i'm not just some cute girl and let me be taken somewhat seriously as a comedy writer so yeah we just wanted to be part of the club yeah, and I don't think even then I thought, oh, I'm going to go on to write other TV shows. I just really liked roast jokes, and I always, I just really liked writing them. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll just see it. This guy seems to be good at it also. Amazing. <laughs> I don't think I really thought that far ahead. And then the longer you get into it, the more and more you go, oh, I'm really, I'm actually very good at, at finding your voice and finding the joke for you to say mm. through your vo voice. And, and when you are on a roast, you're assigned to someone usually. Like I, I was always assigned to the athletes because I was the only one who knew who they were. And I was always, always the only girl, but also the only one that knew who they were. And, uh, and so, you know, you start creating and crafting a script and that is where I really shine is where figuring out the exact order of things mm. for you to say, how everything can flow from one thing to another and I just like, you know, can make it this very well-rounded. So, so if you're, so, so you're roasting somebody, what's the opener? How, tell me your process. Like, how do you, what do you mean opener? Like, what's the first joke? Depends on the person, you know, uh, Peyton Manning. I just, I, uh, I, I think I had him say, um, you know, I'm not the only athlete up here. Uh, just this year, Ann Coulter won the Kentucky Derby, you know, like you can do stuff <laughs> like it. that, you know, or like. I love I love Amazing. a good joke that it because I I'm, when I write a joke about you I'm not trying to hurt your feelings I'm trying to impress you I'm not going to say anything that's just 
that's just shitty about yeah. you. You know, that's why you only roast the people that you love. And when yeah. I do roast battles, I, I'm only I don't say yes to just anybody. I have to really like you. Yeah. Because if I'm gonna give you material that you can use for yourself, yeah, I better fucking love you. Yeah. You know? Because this, I'm going to be doing a lot of research. So you better be worth my time. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, yeah, absolutely. You have to like them enough to sit mm -hmm. down and dedicate a few hours to yeah. sitting and thinking about details about this person. Because nothing was more obnoxious after a while. It was like, if there was a woman who was being roasted, it was like, okay, we get it. Her pussy's big. Her pussy stinks. She's yeah. old oh. and ugly. We get that. Like Lisa mm -hmm. Lampanelli, I used to love watching... Uh, but they always go after her and her looks and her pussy. And she's like, yeah, I fuck black guys. Check. I'm fat. Mm -hmm. Check. And it was like, all right. Well, what what about her? Right. Get in her character flaws. Yeah. That's the funniest shit, too. Yeah. So, I, you know, the best, my favorite joke was one Geraldo said, which was <gasps> he like, was the best. Lisa Lampanelli's kind of like the Octomom. She hasn't had eight kids, but she has had 80 fingers inside <laughs> at one time. <laughs> Amazing. A great joke. Great joke. Greg Giraldo. Yeah. He was brilliant. He mm -hmm. was one of the first comedians that I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I want, I must know this. I must know you. I sure. studied him. I memorized mm -hmm. his albums. I mm -hmm. was, I only got to meet him once and I was just like, oh, I'm so, I'm so bummed that he's gone. But his roast jokes, he used to be the closer. He, I mean, oh, they, yeah. they bring, they brought Giraldo out at the end of the roast, which means that Every roast joke has been exhausted, and this guy's going to have the zingers. Mm -hmm. So how the fuck does the? I mean, yeah. how does the last guy have the best? So how does that work when you're writing you know, as a team? Yeah. So I mean, uh, when you write, you write into a bank, and it's basically like jokes for Greg to say, jokes about Greg, right? Jokes for Lisa to say, jokes about Lisa, like, and then. Um, but I think the the way that it all can feel different is when you use your own personality within your joke so with Peyton Manning his angle is from the athlete's point of view when mm, it's jewel it's from a singer's point of view or being homeless point of view or yeah, like whatever or it is or whatever, yes. yeah. so it's from a different point of view so then everything feels a little bit different you're still calling you're calling everything's the same you're always saying old dumb ugly fat yes. whatever it's always yes. but it's just finding a new interesting way of saying it like I remember for James Franco, I wrote this joke for Jeff that was like, James Franco, you're an insult to Italian actors everywhere. James Gandolfini must be trying to roll over in his grave right now, right? <laughs> and it's right after Gandolfini dies. <laughs> So Amazing. it's like the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. And it's really a fat oh, joke about so, Gandolfini. Yes, yes. But it's also an insult to Franco because I'm saying like you're disrespecting Italians, yes. you know. And so it's amazing. Like who's the ultimate Italian? And then you just, it's just everything is math to me. So I'm just constantly finding the right plug and play. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you watch the old comedians, like I love Phyllis Diller. I study oh, yeah. Phyllis Diller. I studied Bob Hope. I studied like the greats. And you're right. There's really only a handful of topics. It's yeah. my stupid husband, my stupid <laughs> wife, yeah. my fat so-and-so. Someone's yeah. fat. Someone's too skinny. Mm -hmm. Someone's too ugly. Someone's too old. Yeah. There's only so many topics, but mm -hmm. it's really who it's coming from that puts this, the flaves on right. it. Yeah. That's why it really oh, bothers me in stand-up when they say... Oh, women only talk about sex or their babies and their husbands. I'm like, what do you think fucking men talk about? <laughs> Math? Same you shit. know? Oh, like it's same all shit. the exact same stuff. You just think because it's me, it's not yeah. worthwhile or important. Yeah. And that says more about you than it says about me. Yeah, but what's interesting too, I found in stand up is that, like, for instance, sometimes I'll have an idea for a bit and I'll be like, God, that's, I wish I could say it. It's too mean for me. And I'll be like, hey, Tom, here's a premise I'm working on. I think if you want it, mm -hmm. this one's way mm -hmm. better coming out of your shell. You have to also consider <laughs> yeah, sure. over time how the audience reacts to you. You really have to be cognizant of that. So there's shit that he can say and it'll destroy. And if I try to say the same, no, because yeah. nobody wants to hear a white, blonde, sweet mom, whatever lady saying that thing. Mm -hmm. But I can get away with stuff that he can and vice versa. But it's really interesting what you're talking about. The voice that it comes from is very, and it takes years, I think, to figure that out as a comic. I think it also takes years to figure, to, to live in yourself and be comfortable with yeah. who you are and who, yes. who you are not. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and to stay out of my head, because I, I mean, I, I had this bit um, where I would, come up on stage and I'd say, you know, now that I'm in my 40s, I don't like to do the things I used to enjoy doing. Like, I don't like to 
leave my house. I don't like to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be here. And if in my head yeah. I said, I hope they don't think that yeah. I don't want to be here, it never worked. It's never going to work. But when I committed to it and I didn't think about them, I was thinking about myself and staying present. Oh, Always yeah. worked. Yeah. So you can really psych yourself out by overthinking yeah. stuff. And and I and I used to do that on the road with certain material. Like I, I would be like, oh man, I'm going to do this bit about guns and I wonder how they're going to yeah, take cares? this. Yeah. And then I stopped caring and I started saying, you know, they told me not to do that joke here. So I couldn't, wait to do that fucking joke here. <laughs> and what that says to people in the audience is, I don't agree with you, but she's brave and I respect her. Yeah. And so you could, I could always get them back by just saying, fuck you, yeah. I'm brave, I'm gonna say what I came here to say. And like all of a sudden you just have them. Yeah, it's like doing black audiences. Mm -hmm. You learn that when you do the quote, they call them urban rooms, which mm -hmm. is so silly. <laughs> but when you first start headlining, they throw you in every mm -hmm. room in America. And you learn that really fast in mm -hmm. a black room <laughs> is that they smell your fear mm -hmm. and they're not about you. They're yeah. not about it. If they smell it, you're fucking done. And you watch mm -hmm. the Apollo, that shit's fear based. Oh God. When they <laughs> I can't handle it. I get so uncomfortable. I know Ian oh. Edwards was here and he was he did the Apollo and I was like, Man, did you just feel like the like the flop sweat already just listening to him? Was that when he had long hair? Yeah, he had yeah, like dreads yeah. and stuff. Oh, did he get tapped out? No, oh. it was like a different thing. It was isn't the kind where they can like sweep you off stage, but it was the Apollo. And oh God. It's like, I can't, no, I would, that you got to believe so in yourself. Hard. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to believe in yourself. Because, <laughs> I don't believe in myself. <laughs> no. Right. Cause if they, if you don't, then they'll, sn they'll sniff it and yeah. they'll fucking evict you. From yeah. The stage. I remember so, that. Look yeah. how his hair, he looks I so know. cute. He's so young. Oh my God. He looks exactly the same. I know. Just with short hair. I know. I know. I got to stop eating meat. Seriously. <laughs> Is he, oh yeah. He's vegetarian. Vegan. Fuck. Not even just vegetarian. He's really a Jamaican vegan. Who knew? Ugh, yeah, so, so annoying. Funny. <laughs> so I know, right? The roast. So the roast became your lane. Yeah, and writing really became your lane, and that's so important to find your lane. I agree. To decide, like, hey, I'm not, I'm not really great at this and that. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, cause in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, maybe I'll be this. Maybe I'll be a sketch mm -hmm. person. Maybe I'll be an improv person. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. That's I think I the like. older you get, the more you decide what you don't want to do, which yeah. becomes way more important. So for me, Definitely. early in my career, I was just kind of trying out all this stuff. And I was really just trying out the roasting and the writing. And then I really loved it. And, and, you know, I, I, I enjoy doing stand-up, but it is not something where I'm like, I can't wait to go up. Mm. What I don't like about stand-up is all the stuff around it. Yeah, I hate lot. waiting to go on stage. I, and if this whole business, I never had to wait to go on stage, I would love it so I much know. more. I just, but I'm also not at a place in my career where when I go and do a show, everyone's there to see me. So it's a very, diff it's constantly difficult. Like yeah. I've just never gotten to that place. But I. But after the special, you might. You don't know. Yeah, I'm you're serious. Right. It takes like know. one thing, and then, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I did my last special, Mom Jeans. I would put clips of it on TikTok, and it would get immediately taken down for hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> like, couldn't get taken down within seconds. I would be like, this one's a banger, and then gone, violating community guidelines. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me, man! Like, this killed in the room. That yeah. I did this in New York City. This is a liberal city. Yeah. Like, shut up. And so, but the, you know, sometimes it takes, it took a year now and mm -hmm. now I'm not getting flagged and it's doing really well, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, you never know. So you and I were always very career focused mm -hmm. broads, women, ladies, and uh, then you and I became mothers. I know. <laughs> what a dumb thing. I'm just kidding. Did you want to? Were you guys really, really trying? You were like, yeah. because you had been married. You were married, so. Yeah, so Tom and I got together when I was the young. We were young. We were in our 20s, and so we got Oh, married. I remember, because I never knew you were dating. You remember? Each of you thought the other one didn't like me. Yeah, so there was this comedian. Yeah, who, I forget who it was. It was really another was. Sarah. It was a different Sarah. Or somebody. I don't know if her name was Sarah, but you guys all thought it was me. Yeah, and for the longest time, I thought Tom hated you. <laughs> And Tom thought that I hated you because it was this different comedian. And so he would see you out like at a show like in Los Feliz and he would be like, he wouldn't tell me uh. that he ran into you for fear that I'd be like, that fucking bitch. 
Which is so funny. And then years later, I was like, you know who I really love? Sarah Tiana. He's like, I thought you hated that girl. I'm like, no, she's the best. And then you told me, we were at Vitello's. I still remember we were at, outside of Vitello's yeah. fucking doing that probably some place. Dante room. Yeah. And you go, um, oh my God, I I'm, that place. I, I'm like, are you seeing anybody? And you go, yeah. And I go, what? He said, oh, it, you know, um, Tom Segura. And I go, what? <laughs> That's amazing. You guys are awesome. And I'm like, how long have you been together? And you're like, we're getting married next week. And I go, what the fuck? I was so hurt. I was so hurt. Really? I didn't know I hurt Yeah, I mean, just like, oh, well, I mean, now the story is so funny because yeah. I can understand why if you... Well, I thought we... Yeah. But also the idea that anybody wouldn't like me is insane. You oh, should have I immediately know. had a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Go up. <laughs> like, well, that's uh, that's true. That should have well. been a deal breaker if you thought he didn't like me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Who doesn't like Sarah Tiana? I, don't, I actually have never heard an unkind word about you. I actually haven't. That's not true. No, I haven't. Be. No oh, one okay. ever has been like, you know who fucking sucks? <laughs> Which comedians, more than yeah. we love talking about oh. comedy is we love talking about who we mutually oh, hate. Oh, I fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, that's the best, isn't it? I, it's so funny that you brought that up because yeah. I tweeted one time. <laughs> That my favorite part about doing stand-up is gossiping in the green room. Oh, nothing better. Yeah. And then this comedian, <sighs> right, Yeah, comes at me like, this is exactly why I, like, hate comedy. And I'm like, or she said, this is exactly why I left Hollywood. And I was like, bitch, that ain't why you left Hollywood. <laughs> And I, yeah, she used to perform yeah. in a bikini and I'm like, get out of here, dude. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not going to take any moral yeah. test from a girl that yeah. does stand so, up so, Okay, so, so it's funny because, you know, I think when we were coming up, you really had to play, I did, play down my look so that people mm -hmm. would take me seriously. Yeah. And when you're 26 and you're cute... You got, mm -hmm. I personally would be like, oh, I'm one of the guys. Like like that stupid <laughs> 80s movie yeah, where I'm like yeah. strapping my tits down, you know, mm -hmm. like so dumb. Like, okay, I, but, but we kind of had to because they wouldn't let you into the comedy store if you were perceived as just being like a hot girl who mm -hmm. didn't have material. And that was really, really frowned upon. The boys were like, fuck you. You're not, you're not a comic. You're just yeah. like a hot actress. Just go be a hot actress. Mm -hmm. But I think now that's changed with Instagram like you can be pretty and write jokes and be funny, but I agree. There's, there's a, if you, but if you go full throttle, <laughs> if you go bikini, I'm a whore, you better, your jokes better be like Mae West. Right. Would like over sexual yeah. and, and funny. Mm -hmm. Do you know that I saw a TikTok that Mae West may have actually been a man? No. Yes. It Raquel Welsh. There's this great TikTok and she goes, yeah, I went to go meet her in a hotel room. The hotel room was very dark. And she only like was in the shadow and her hands were enormous. Oh. I think she may have been a man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because she was big too. She was very big. And and Raquel Welch said that they would never be photographed next to each other. That that May did oh, not want her in the she was same so tall. Big. Mm. May was big. She's a big old yeah. broad. Big old sassy broad with a two piece, a three piece. Uh, maybe she was a Oh, sorry, we can't say that. What is she now? Go ahead and edit that out so the fucking snowflakes don't come after Identifies me. as a woman. Identifies. She's a trans woman. I have to piss so bad. I drink so much water. But that so would be drag if she was doing, if she's a man, right? That's in female yeah. attire. Drag. drag. Yeah, yeah, she was just doing drag. I, I. But then how did she get tits back then? Now I don't buy it. Oh, that's a good point. Because they didn't do like hormone stuff back then. So I don't know what the deal is. But she's yeah. a big old bitch. So, you and me. So, so. Oh, anyway, so, anyway, <laughs> change the subject. You and I, uh, <laughs> hardcore girls, girl dudes, mm -hmm. bros, and then now we're moms. And how are you navigating career stuff and life now? You know what's so been so great is what the pandemic taught us was that we could write so much from home. Yeah, and even my writing partner and I, we used to that I the my writing partner that I write screenplays with. We used to go into each other's houses and we would go before he went to work at his other job at like 6 a.m. And I would go Ugh. to drive to his house or he would drive to mine and we lived very far apart. And so we're always just trying to write that way. But now we just do it over Zoom and Great. Final Draft has collaboration mode. So you can both be looking at the same script and typing into the same script at the same time. 
So, and it, you know, and then we just do a, a, um, an outline on a Google Doc. So we're both looking at the Google Doc and we'll just, so we make a really detailed outline and then we write the screenplay. Amazing. Very quick. We're pretty quick. Uh, but so, um, so now when you're writing on a show, most of the time you don't have to come in until the shoot day. Oh, great. Yeah. So you don't have to go in every day and in do L- this. Oh, that's great. So yeah. in LA, you do all the pre-production stuff over Zoom. So yeah, smart. Everything's Zoom. And, and it then... saves money on like renting a space, probably mm-hmm. bringing the whole staff in and doing mm-hmm. writers meetings. You can just do that over Zoom. It's so much better. Everything's over Zoom. And then you you're just kind of get sent off with an assignment and then you come back. And But <laughs> what's Amazing. been kind of crazy though is that because you don't have to do that, I can have two, three jobs at a time. Ooh. <laughs> so you're really kind of double dipping. If you're not like on a show show that you like a, a daily show, we would never be able to do Lights Out with David Spade like that again no. or anything like that. But, you know, I have another um, a show that will be coming out, hopefully, eventually, once the writer strike stops. And I'm the head writer of that show. And that's oh, for cool. TBS. And I'm like, oh, I could probably, it's just a pilot. So I could probably do a few things. It's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, in, in December, I think I had, I had four different jobs in December. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. you think about it, like you're saying, Lights Out is a, that's a daily, like mm-hmm. a, I guess they would call it a strip show. Is yeah. that what the, yeah. So it's like, you Late need the audience, night. you have to prep the talent, you get mm-hmm. the topics day of. That's a heavy thing to do. But if, yeah, if you're not, why are we there all the time? You don't oh, need yeah. to be there. No need. No so need. So stupid. But when, yeah, if it's a daily show, you definitely have to be there. But anything else, it's like, no, 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 we'll just come in for the day of the shoot. Or maybe one other day if we have a rehearsal or something. Yeah. So no need. No it's, need. It's very easy to balance it. And like my son's daycare is just right down the street. So it's awesome. Well, I think too, like, um, on a, on a deeper level too, I think, you know, when, once you have children, you really reprioritize a, your time. Cause there's so little of it and be your friendships and your, who you spend. You don't, you don't really have a lot of extra time. Um, Mm-mm. but the career for me too, I mean, because Tom, his stuff just took off and he's doing stadium tour. And the last <laughs> two years I've been like, that's cool. I'll raise the kids. Like I'll stay home more uh-huh. and pull back. And like, you know, I think in the very, very, very beginning when we had Ellis, it was really hard on my ego mm. to be like, wait, what? We were equal. And now mm. I'm the one that's taking the hit. I thought we were supposed to be doing this together. And it's like, well, that's not always how it works out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure some marriages are like 50 50, but I don't know any that are. <laughs> I think I know. I know like a couple of people who the dad stays home, which is amazing. Mm. But that was tough. And now I'm like, I prefer to be the one that's not <laughs> doing everything. Oh, I know. And I'm people exhausted. Ask me what I want to do for a living. I go, nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? I want to do anything. I want to sit at home, play backgammon on my phone. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Is there a career where I can do that? Um, but yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, with Chris and I, you know, he has to uh, uh, do all the he has to be at work at his show starts at 9 a.m. where we live. So he leaves by seven. And then, so I kind of take care of the whole morning duties. Mm. And then when I go out and do stand up at night, he takes care of the responsibilities, like getting him into bed. That's basically. Great. So you, and, and, and then we kind of decided to really parent that way because cage was getting very clingy with me, like mm. constantly he was in that, that, I think they hit a phase where they go, I want to be back inside, you know, yeah. like, I don't, I want to go yes. back and I don't want to. And it, and he was just, and it was really hurting Chris's feelings that the Aww. the boy would just be like, no, I don't want daddy at all. And I said, well, I think you guys need to have a, a thing. You need to have a thing. Like daddy always reads books. Yeah. Mommy doesn't Smart. read books. Mommy doesn't know how to read. Yeah. Daddy <laughs> reads books. Yeah. Mommy makes breakfast. Daddy reads books, yeah. you know, like whatever yeah. it is. Mommy, uh, we walk to school every day. We have our time in the morning where we're snuggling and like him and daddy need that time together. So, so making sure that he gets equal love and respect. And then it, you know, and then, you know, here I am on this trip. I don't really go on a lot of trips anymore. It's not really worth it. Even my agent's like, when do you want to go back on the road? And I'm like, never. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, I will go here and there, but I could do maybe one weekend a month, but it's got to be really worth it for me to leave my family. Of course. Because now the comedy store pays so much. Oh, that's good. It pays, you know, I mean, so much. I mean, four or 500 bucks for a show, I think is a lot. That's great. Compared to where we were. So like, why would I want to fly? $20 spots? (laughs) 
fly out of town. No, you shouldn't do that. You know, when I could just sense. stay there and do a couple spots and like after taxes and commission, I would, no, that's no, what I bring them anyway. But that's what happens too when you have kids is that you kind of look more at the economics of yeah. who's doing what and you go like, well, that's not going to work. I can't be burning time doing this and that unless it makes sense financially. Well, then also too, I go on the road with Tosh every once in a while. Oh, how's he doing? He's fantastic. He's, he's the best. He's the greatest so human funny. being. He's so incredible. He's so but funny. his son and my son have the same exact birthday. They're just a year apart. Oh my gosh. So they, a lot of times, you know, and Daniel always brings everybody with him, his whole family. Good. Why not? If you can, so, do it. Yeah. So sometimes I can bring Cage too. And like that makes it very easy because like, oh, they can play together. They can hang out, you know. It's awesome. I don't really do long trips uh, with them. Uh, I didn't go on the bus tour or anything, but no. we'll just do like the, Women the Vegas trip. Don't do the bus thing. No. It's terrible. No. We'll just do Vegas and then they all can play together during the day. And, it's fun. Yeah, it's That's fantastic. Easy. Yeah. But also too, I found that... Um, I don't, I, I don't say I don't care about the career as much, but it's definitely shifted in terms of like, I, my priorities have changed so mm -hmm. much that I, I really look forward. I love doing this show. Obviously I stand up is still my greatest passion in life, but like the, the, the happiness I get when I get home and like, I will just strip down, take all this makeup off and then take my shoes and socks off, go put on some crazy shirt mm -hmm. and then just play with the kids <laughs> You know, and that that's like the best part of my day. And mm -hmm. like, oh, let's go look for worms. And we found an inchworm the other day. <laughs> yeah. And Julian was losing his marbles. <laughs> like, you know, and there's a butterfly on the window. And oh, mm -hmm. my goodness, isn't that special? Like mm -hmm. those things are just, I didn't have that before. or I didn't have that ever, I think, growing up because I grew up in L.A. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think that that stuff becomes more important to me in many, in many ways. Yeah. I think you find these moments and you just go, I want to remember yeah. this. And it helps balance. You know, that's why they make kids so cute so that you don't shake the shit out of them and tell them <laughs> that they're insane. You know, <laughs> like I'm like, so this is, yeah. I mean, my son is like, I mean, he's really calmed down now that he's three and a half, but he was such a runner when we, like he'd go, um, We'd get to a crowded place like the fair and he'd go, I'll be right back. No. And then he would just run. No. Like, and I can't catch him. Like he's a seal, right? And I'm a shark. I can only swim one direction <laughs> or I die, right? I'm old. I'm a dinosaur. And I'm like, what do you mean you'll be like, yeah. uh, he, mom, I'll be right back. I'm like, you don't know my name. You understand? Yeah. Like you don't know <laughs> anything. I don't know your address. You don't know, you don't know any, my phone number. You don't know anything. Yeah. You're like, it's, where's my mom? Everyone here is yeah. named mom. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's like you. So I had to get him a leash and do a whole thing. Uh, and I got him an air tag. <laughs> What's that? You know, the Apple air tag that you can put on your suitcase. Oh, I want that I put for it my a, kid. That's yes, smart. Yes, I put it on. They make necklaces for Look them. Look that up. I want to do that. They make Let's necklaces for Let's them on that. Amazon. And you can put them right on your kid. And you always know exactly where they are. It's well, like, shit, I'm doing that today. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. The Oh my God. And how do I trick my kids in keeping this on that? You put it on a necklace. And you're like, look at the cool necklace L mommy bought you. Yes. <gasps> they make little necklaces for them. Um, you'll see if you put in a air tag necklace. I'm doing it. I'm buying it. Necklace. Uh, Very cool. <laughs> yeah. So they have those keychains, but yeah, those little necklaces. I'm doing it uh -huh. tomorrow. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, they take yeah. off Ellis one time. We were at the park when he was two years old, and he just went to the drinking fountain, and out of nowhere, just took off mm. running down a grass field, mm -hmm. and I was like, what the yeah. fuck? And they're so fast. How do I catch them? Yeah, you're not gonna. And I was mm -mm. like, Ellis! Mm -hmm. Just like, they just are crazy. Their brains are so dysregulated. They don't... Yeah. It's crazy to me, and like... Straight out the front door too. Like he'd be like, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm exercising." <laughs> you traffic. You're not exercising. Oh, I hate that. Or when they would just, yeah, they would let themselves out. I know. I had mm -hmm. to get those bars. I had to get the bar yeah, at the top like, that he can't reach. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? No, I just walk out the front door like an old yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they like silver alert. <laughs> like, yep, same as the amber alert. I totally get it. Just <sighs> peace. No reason, no mm -hmm. rhyme or reason. I remember my my little guy, he's like, Mom, I want pizza. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I hate cheese, <laughs> but I want pizza. Sure. It's like, okay, well, psycho, I don't have to explain it to you. I'm not going to explain mm -mm. it to the kid. Mm -mm. 
but like they're irrational demands and stuff. Like, oh yeah, you can't unwrap the cheese. You got to put the thing oh. on the, like all that and they stuff. Have a meltdown over an avocado. Yeah, like, why'd you open it? I just want the avocado. I'm like you. You don't want me to cut it open. You just want to eat it like a fucking apple. What's wrong with you? I know. And then just tears and crying and like I'm like. The tears. It's gotta be, yeah. But now, once I learned the, um, now we do a marble reward system. Ooh. So we have a tiny little mason jar, and whenever he does something that I ask, when I ask him to oh. do it, he gets a marble. Ooh. And he's always like, "I stayed in my bed. I didn't come out." And I go, "You're in my bed right now." You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. always you definitely in my came bed. out. <laughs> but I'm like, "You're right, buddy. You're right." You know, because if he doesn't come out at bedtime. He can Hold earn on. a marble. I think you're, and then and then you get him like a toy at so the end once of the marbles. We talk about what thing, something he's excited about. Like, oh, I'm really, I really want a baseball helmet. Like, I, like the, I, I got to get a baseball helmet. And I'm like, well, so then I can't. Right now, he can't really understand to ask for things because everything sure. comes to him. But uh, so I will kind of decide, like, oh, he's really into tow trucks. I'm as soon as you fill up your marble jar, you get a tow truck or ice cream. Sometimes we'll go out for ice yep. cream. Yep. Or right now it's bases. We're going to get some bases for the backyard. Oh, I'm going to get those bases. And it just uh, teaches them to save for something, for something future. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Tom and I are both boys. Like we go through these constant cycles of you're not allowed to come into our bedroom until <laughs> 7 a.m. Right. or 6 a.m. for the fucking... Light turn on, the green light. We've done the light yeah. thing. That's now a fucking... No, it's not <laughs> happening anymore. Um, this mm. so So last night, Ellis just snuck into my bed at like 10 and he's a, he's a quiet guy so I didn't even notice uh. and then I'm too tired to get up and be like uh. and this morning I woke up and I go and he goes mom I, I woke up in your bed what happened <laughs> he's so uh, sneaky yeah um, I was like <laughs> oh my god I must I must have been a genie that transported yeah. me into yeah. here I can't believe he that. that to me he goes I just ended up on your bed I was like oh yeah gosh. sure and then the little one comes in at fucking 6 a.m and then I yeah yeah so mm -hmm. Tom is just both of us. So so maybe this marble thing, if I can incentivize, but what I've learned with my kiddos is like they have such short term memory. It's like that it's gotta be like five marbles reward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not like a whole jar. If well, you do you this do for do fucking it. five days, I'll get you something. You just do a small little jar and yeah. like every time like I, I it's also, you know, it should be that 10 to 1 ratio where you're telling them 10 positive things that they're doing and one negative thing. Okay. For every one negative thing you should tell them 10 positive things and that's supposed to incentivize them as well yeah, just like i gotta tell you listening to you talk about raising a single child <laughs> like all this thought you can't once there's another I know. motherfucker that's you're why like, i'm not having another one i'm sorry no like my house is just like as long as you wipe your ass i'm fine i just wipe no somebody fucking wipe their own. no like I i'm wanna... so tired that the thought of parenting at your level which is so good and normal and rad like I, I can't, I can't, you know. Could yeah. you imagine more than two? Def no way, I'm not gonna be outnumbered. I already don't. Four? I already enjoy playing zone. I don't want to go to man to man, right? And <laughs> I like don't know. that. That's a sports joke that I don't understand. But zone <laughs> means I'm a girl. It okay. means a few people guard Gender guard one. Guard, okay, man to man okay. is one okay. on one, right? Ugh. So if there's for me, we can still have breaks. Like you take him. You take him. Yeah, I'll Ugh. take him. You know and. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. The only breaks we get when Tom and I are just on the weekends with the boys is like we give the seven-year-old an iPad mm -hmm. and then one of us takes the four-year-old. Yeah. And that's it. That's the break for the other person. Totally. Because um, the four-year-old, this motherfucker, <laughs> like the minute he opens his eyes, bing, hi, mm -hmm. mommy. I love you. What are we doing today? Mm -hmm. What am I going to have? Can I have chocolate chip pancakes? And then we're going to go to the park. Like he talks. All day long. And Tom and I are like this chatty motherfucker. Uh -huh. Shut the fuck up. Mm. But like literally we're like, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. dude. He's just talking because mm -hmm. he just put, he can, he can put his thoughts together now better. Mm -hmm. So I think he's just stoked. Is your kid chatty? Oh yeah. To everyone. He's very fuck. friendly too. He says hello to every single person <sighs> on the bike path. I got a new cool bike. I'm on a new cool bike. And now he's winking now too. So <laughs> he'll just like, I'm like, that's not when you wink, but it's fine. <laughs> strangers. Wink to strangers cage. <laughs> so bizarre but just like yeah so I had a good day uh, my shorts got stuck in travel town so it was a good day you know like he's <laughs> just like no 
I saw this woman post one time, like, because I always ask him how school was school, and he's like, "Good. What'd you do? Uh, play with cars, you know? Yeah. They <laughs> never they, tell you. They never tell you. And like, this woman made a post one time, and she goes, "I asked my daughter what she did at school today, and she said nothing. And then her teacher posted a picture of her holding a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> really? Forgot that one, huh? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Only the most exciting thing in the world that could have happened to you. Do you understand if I held a crocodile, I would have a bit about it. That show would be all over Instagram. Uh, Yeah. Hello. I mean, it is just fascinating (sighs) the way their mind works. But we've actually, we really, we really kind of got a hold on him because we took this parenting class and they told us about the uh, the two option, right? Like where you just give them two options and that's it. And both options are things that you want, uh, accomplish the task that you want. Do you want to take a bath or a shower? Right. I do that too. Yeah. 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 Can you walk there by yourself or do you need my help? You know, all that stuff, you know, and then it's like, now he's empowered to say, to make his own choices. Do I brush your teeth or you brush your teeth? Right. I know. I love fucking bath. Yeah. You put your pajamas on, I put my pajamas on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Fucking Christ. But he used to freak out about (sighs) brushing his teeth. Oh, I know. They all hate it. But then I introduced mouthwash. Ooh. I made it a thing. That's exciting. Or we did it. I started racing him. Like, well, I'm going to get done first. Everything is a competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like that. But when I gave him swishes, I'm like, look at these cool swishies. Like, "Mm, you can't do it until you brush your teeth. It's a reward for brushing your teeth. Swishies. That's what they call them. Well, that's just mouthwash. It's like kids' mouthwash. I'm going to try that. But he doesn't worry. It's too spicy. He goes spicy. They make kids stuff. So bubble gum, grape, watermelon, you know. Yeah, I got them electric toothbrushes mm-hmm. and I found, you know, boys like to pushy buttons. Sure. So that one works. Yeah. Now, if I could only get them to not pee on the toilet seat, oh, that would be forget cool. Forget it. Never I, I heard happen. the targets. I should get the targets. and. Uh, oh, yeah. The targets. Again, too tired. You do um, nature pee though, right? Oh, all day. Yeah. Nature yeah. pee. You guys call it that too. Nature pee. Yeah. Yeah. Outside in the backyard. That's what it's for, bro. Yeah. We put in a shower when we put in the pool in our backyard. We put in a pool last year and... I needed to run ho- to run water to that side of the house, so I had to put in a, a hose so I could water plants on that side because I'm 80 that years person. Old, yeah. yeah, and then uh, and they go, I go while you're wa- putting water over here, I might as well just put hot water over here. It's not extra, yeah. so we put in a shower, and really we just use it to pee. <laughs> but it's so great because now nobody has to walk uh, into the house wet. That's amazing. You know, so no, they, that's amazing. But it's it a victory. The dog also goes on, not in the shower, but <laughs> his side yard where he relieves is that whole area. So it's a piss corner. It all just, it has quite the smell. Yeah, that's fine. It's good. <laughs> it is. Everyone's house smells it's outside. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my little boys, I, this is not Tom's doing. I have always been like, just pee in the pool, dude. Just oh, when you're in the mm-hmm. pool. Everybody does it. But of course, that's backfired a few times. We've been on vacation, like in a hotel <laughs> in the pool area. And they're like, Mom, I'm peeing it. I'm like, no. <laughs> Shh. And so, but now what these little shits have started doing, and I just saw them do it yesterday. We were in the pool and they just stand and pee into the pool. Oh, now. sure. From the outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you can't just do no. that. Mm. Yeah. There's like etiquette, bro. You, mm. Everybody does it, but nobody does it. You don't say it. <laughs> Like that and like, like I always picking your nose. Oh yeah. And yeah. then I point out I often like to point out like unhealthy behaviors in public, like smoking <laughs> cigarettes or obesity. And I'll be sure. like, see that guy eats nothing but Chick-fil-A. That's why you can't eat too much. And then mm-hmm. the other day, Ellis saw a really big obese person. He's like, Mom, that guy eats Chick-fil-A all day, right? <laughs> and I was like, shh, 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 shh. I go, Yeah, but you're not supposed to oh say it. Oh my god. Like, yeah. yeah. Or motorcycles are for dummies. I let them say that one. Anytime there's a guy in a motorcycle, like, those are for dummies, right? I'm like, those are for dummies. My friend Matt Horowitz, uh, his kid. Is he Jewish? <laughs> yeah. Very funny writer. Very good writer. Very funny stand-up. And he had this bit the other day where he said his kids were in the car and they saw somebody in a wheelchair and they go, what happened? And he goes, too much screen time. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. 
Perfect. I'm going to say that now for everything. When they're like, what happened? <laughs> Too much Twitter. So we take it away. What? You only get a That's fucking amount. amazing. Yeah. That's a pretty good idea oh, when you amazing. come up with that. amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know. My son is, like, you were talking about them saying things in public. My son is obsessed with, in the car, I don't have to give him anything in the car. He's just so excited to go somewhere <laughs> and see all the race cars on the street. And, you know, to, but he loves going up and down, like on a freeway, you know, sometimes you're going uphill, yep. sometimes you're going, so he'll be like, oh, we're going up. Oh, we're going down. We're going down. Wow. So cute. That's very cute until he's on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down. We're going down. <laughs> just <laughs> screaming. God, no, 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 no. You think, yes. I mean, technically, because it's just like when the oh. a pocket hits, it's not when we're landing. It's the whole airplane ride. He feels like we're going down and he's just screaming. Ooh, we're going down. We're going down. Like, ah, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He also will tell, talk to every single person. Hi, my name's Cage, and that's mommy. And we're on an airplane, and I'm going to get a special drink. And we're going up. We're going to go up real high, and this is an airplane, and I'm going to get a special drink, and that's my mom, and I'm Cage, and we're going on a special plane. Like, I'm like, you can just say it once. They get it. They get it. Oh, yeah, it's too much, man. It's too much. He's very, very funny. He's very I, I started doing this thing where um, I'm a dog lover. And so, I, you know, we would always be out in the mall, and especially in L.A. when we were walking around all the time. There's so many beautiful dogs. I love meeting dogs. And I'd always walk up to, hi, can I, can I pet your dog? I teach them, can mm -hmm. I pet your dog? Yeah, sure. This is, who's the dog? Da, da, da. And now, like, every time there's a dog. <laughs> Every motherfucking dog gets uh, a pet. And I'm like, God damn it, what have I done? What did I do? And like, don't pet the aggressive one mm. with the choke collar. Yeah. Like, that's that's a pit bull. Don't yeah, pet don't the pit do bull. It. Yeah, don't. Just pick uh, and choose. Pick and choose the yeah. little ones. It's so funny. Is he upset? Are your kids... Well, my son is obsessed with private parts right oh, now. Always dicks, buttholes, oh, balls. Those are your boobs? Yeah, yeah they're mine. Boobs, they're vaginas. on me. That's where they are. Yeah. You don't have a penis, huh? You don't have one? I go, no, still don't, you know? Okay. You remember what it's called? Gina. Yeah. My, my little uh, niece, she had never seen a penis before Cage was born. Uh, and so she sees, she's t two and he's like four months old. And she, I'm giving him a bath and she goes, where's Cage's Gina? And I go, he doesn't have one. He has a penis. She's like, I'm going to touch it. I go, you're not going to touch no. it. You're absolutely not going to touch it. And she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to look at it really close. <laughs> I was like, whatever, dude. It's your funeral. He pees a lot, so I don't know. But, like, it's so funny how fascinated they are oh. by just oh. all of that. Endless. Yeah. that's The two of them... And they're always, I I'm going to touch his penis. I'm no, And I'm like, don't touch his penis. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, Julian tucks his penis inside of itself. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, you can tuck your, well, I don't know if you guys can still do that, but <laughs> he literally pokes his own penis inside of his penis. Uh -huh. And then he's like, look, mom, poop. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. they pee and the same toilet at the same time, and then they like to cross the streams. Sure, yeah. And then it's like, it's just all nonstop yeah. dick party. Yeah, and I had to explain the difference between kidneys and balls yesterday. Where are my kidneys and where are my balls? Where are my balls? I'm like, oh, boy. Why kidneys? We were watching um, a short on Disney. It's actually really good, Inner Workings. Uh -huh. And it shows this guy's kidneys and bladder, and he pees, and the bladder oh. shrinks. And I was mm -hmm. like, those are kidneys. Those are <laughs> exhausted. Yeah. There it is. It's actually a really great little short cartoon about a guy who works a, a widgety job and, um, you know, how he controls his appetites for fun. And one day he's like, fuck it, I'm going to have fun. And he has fun. It's so and he cute. has fun. Yeah. That's cute. Thing. Yeah. Let's do some uh, business work okay. of, uh, of business. Let's do some follow-ups. Really important stuff <laughs> okay. on the show. we got to catch up with the audience here. Sure. Hey, Mommy. Uh, so I'm listening to your latest episode with Rob Eiler. And you're talking about how impoverished Asian children working in sweatshops are required to use um, chopsticks to use rice. And Rob mentioned using spoons. And it immediately reminded me, or made me realize, that that's a huge bad dryer. Like, men that use spoons to eat food, 
that they should be using a fork for. So basically hmm. anything other than some dessert, cereal, yeah. or soup. If you're using a spoon for mac and cheese or other types of small pasta or rice or beans or any of that, ew, not a fan. Definitely disgusting. Anyway, love you, Molly. So um, we have a section called segment called badge dryers, and there are different okay, things like, that women get turned off by with men. Oh, okay. And so she's saying she doesn't like it when a man uses oh, a spoon. I see. Okay. To, to eat fork it things. It drives with, her vagina. Yeah. Now I would go opposite day that it would drive drive my vagina to watch my husband use a fork where there should be spoon things. <laughs> For instance, uh, yogurt, which I've done. Mm. I'm guilty. Uh, mm. Cereal. Mm. Things mm-hmm. like that. A fork with cereal. You can do it in desperate times. I know, times. yeah, I've no, done of course. It. You just yeah. have to do it fast, and then it's <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. I've done it. Or you just use it to scoop it in the air. Right. Shovel it in. Right. Yeah. Do you okay. understand her? Sometimes they they don't dry your pussy the way they dry other women's pussies, you know? I, Subjective. So I really couldn't understand what she was saying. If you use chopsticks to eat rice when you're supposed to use something else to eat that. No, I think it's if you use a spoon instead of chopsticks. When you're using yeah. the incorrect utensil. For oh, the that's thing that what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That that doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know what does bother me? I will. I will. Okay. I'm just thankful he's using a utensil. I know, right? <laughs> I get, my pussy gets dry, A, when people don't eat exotic food. If you say, I don't eat, I don't have, I don't eat sushi, mm. go fuck your mother. Right. You and I are not going to get along. Mm. And when they use the chopsticks, okay, here's, let's say these are two sticks, right? Proper chopstick etiquette. I think is around here, mm-hmm. higher, higher up. When I see some fucking <laughs> Nimrod dipshit low frequency dweller doing it down here, uh, maybe that's because I was I was with a gentleman. I dated a gentleman mm. for four years. Nadav is the one. I I YouTube lived doesn't like it. Lived with a Chinese guy. I dated a Chinese guy, <laughs> and he taught me this is the right higher up. Because oh, this is this is a low status thing to go down here. Oh, and it bothers me when I see white people that can't use chopsticks. Is what I'm trying to say. <sighs> I'm not very good at chopsticks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do it. I I get it. I get it accomplished. But I am I'm not great at it. That bothers me. And then I also <laughs> get bothered when I see a guy and eating a steak, and then he stabs the meat with this one, and then he does this stuff with the knife. Oh I, goodness! I can't handle. What about ketchup with a steak? You're like. No, no. I could put ketchup on anything. Oh my gosh. Ketchup on white rice is it slapped so hard. It's my favorite thing. Ketchup on white rice. Ketchup on steak. Are you Canadian? Ketchup on ramen. (laughs) Yeah, I I am actually. I was born in Canada. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. Ketchup is such a big deal up there. Yeah. That is so, yeah. Like, I don't want any sauce on my steak unless it's like some sort of specialty sauce that the chef has prepared. But no I, A1? How do you no, feel? No. No. What's the no. grossest thing Chris does? Or what's the grossest thing a boy <laughs> can do that will dry your pussy? For me, it's VR goggles when I see Tom in VR. Oh. I, I just, I'm like, ugh. Oh. Like a grown man playing video games, I find he, repulsive. Yeah. I uh, I don't really. Tevas. Tevas. He used to, he finally threw them away, but he had these gym shorts that were so ginormous and he would have to tie them and then he would wear them up super high (laughs) and he just looked like remember you know those old cartoons when guys were wearing a barrel yeah that's exactly what it looked like it looked like he was wearing a barrel so i'd be like oh god you know and listen i'm no i'm no hot mama right? right but i'm like all right. But your clothes fit. You don't wear a barrel. <laughs> he can afford a pair of shorts. You get them on Amazon. He just, it's not crazy. He is not someone that would go, oh, I need this. I should go get it. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's just, it's got to be like, we are completely out of toilet paper. I guess I'll go get some. Oh. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm planning for. Yeah. That's why when people go, why aren't you married? I'm like, oh. I don't think he's actually thought about it. <laughs> I don't think he's thought about it. I mean, the reason that we're not married is because he's never asked. That's kind of the oh, reason really? he's never asked. Oh, well, here's what this is. This is a hot tip I gave ladies. Um, I forget two episodes ago is that they don't just spontaneously ask. Oh, you have to push and and uh, manipulate a little and, and, mm. and strategic. No, no, no. You have to push them to do it. I, yeah. Honestly. And I mean this. I don't know a single woman personally in my circle Who's like, and then he proposed like bullshit, uh. bitch. What we don't tell you 
is that the woman is going, don't you think it's, Oh, I want this. And if you don't, this is, this is what I need to feel. This makes my vagina very wet when I'm committed. Yeah. You have to say things like, you know, what would make me want to touch your dick so much. (laughs) A wedding ring. I'm serious. Just be like, think of how great our sex life is going to be. Yeah. God, I want to give so many blowjobs at our wedding. (laughs) I don't think I could convince him that I'm just going to do a 180 all of a sudden. (laughs) Just tell me how much safer you would feel married and that would probably boost your libido. Yeah, that's the other thing is that I think I'm also on the fence about it. As much as I, I kind of play it up, but I'm also just like... I, I, we would have to elope because I don't really like that kind of attention. It's terrible. I don't like I attention I can't control. So I would have to elope and then we could throw a party. We've definitely talked about that. And I think eventually we will. But at this point, we've been together for seven and a half years. We have yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah. We have a mortgage. It's like, I don't know. You're in it. It kind of feels like we don't really need more paperwork. Then don't do it. Then don't do it. It's bad. I also would want, you know, ha- I would have to make him sign a prenup or something, Ooh. you know. Spice. I think we would because we would just need to lay it out like, hey, you got yours. I got mine. This is what we put into the house. I and, know. You know, like I just and I. Uh, yeah. I don't so wanna. you got to deal with all that or, or not. You can just roll the dice. The more important thing for me was having a baby. You know, I was yeah. like, I can get married anytime. I can only have a baby now. <laughs> you know? No. It's a really that was a much harder conversation. I bet. And I just said, you know, this is your out. I'm giving you an out. Like, you do not have to do this with me. I am going to have to do this. Whether you do it with me is up to you. I can do it by myself. I don't care. Like, wow. but totally up to you. But this is your out. I'm not going to be upset. I totally get so it. So that was your your wedding conversation, your marriage proposal conversation, in essence, was like the baby conversation. Yeah. So you did already push and get your way. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Which is normal, by the yeah. way. Like, I fully endorse yeah. a woman asking for what the fuck she wants from mm-hmm. a guy and giving him the choice to say yes or no. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So then, yeah, we'll give, a, give it a beat on the, <laughs> the wedding. I see what you're saying. Because you're like, gosh, I just pushed for this yeah. big thing. Let's wait a few years, especially when the baby gets a little older and you guys can, like, breathe a little. Because yeah. you're still in the weeds. Yeah. Three and a half is still in the weeds. Oh, yeah. You so, know. like, give it a minute. Maybe when Cage is like seven, you guys have calmed down. If you yeah. still feel like you want to, then do it. I think it. probably Cage will be the one that ends up saying, why, why aren't, aren't you guys married? married? And what's your last name? And why yeah, is why your are last your last name? names different? And yeah. What's happening? Why are some parents and you're not? And so, yeah. you know. It's good. Well, you got, listen, you know what you're doing? You got everything <laughs> you wanted out of life. You did it fucking great. Let's do yeah. one more voicemail. I'm so hungry. Hey, mommy. Yeah. I've got a badge dryer for you. Sure. So... The other day I was thinking about this because there's these movies coming out. And I had a boyfriend once who waited in line for the midnight showing of, like, the second Lord of the Rings. Mm. And there's nothing that Done. drives my badge out yeah. than a guy being proud oh. of that <laughs> and telling people that, like, a badge of honor. Oh. Um, and you just think about them, like, in a camp chair in the dark, oh. like, near oh. a cinder block, like, oh. theater. Mm-mm. And they're just, yep, Mm-mm. can't get drier. So, piss on me, beat me. Mm. Yeah. That, that's definitely a dryer. I agree. And especially because it's not like well, this is 1999 and that's the only way you can view a film. Like, remember that <laughs> shit when like the Star right. Wars came out and dorks would be lined up around. Mm-hmm. I had friends that did it in college, mm-hmm. but you gave that respect because you're sure. like, I get it. This is the only place they nerds can see nerd sure. things. Yeah. But now can't you just fucking watch it on iTunes the day it comes out in the theater? It's like... Why yeah. are you doing this? But also, why do you have to wait in line? Because can't you Ugh. just buy tickets online? I know. Do you have to buy them in person? Yeah, the whole game's uh. kind of changed at this point where it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's rare, but I very much agree with this vag dryer. This yeah. is, people should not be doing this or being proud of it. Also, there's people that you can pay to go do that for you. Yes. And nerds should have money. Nerds are the ones that do have the money. Right. Yeah. So you can pay people to go wait in line for you. Yeah. And then you go take yes. their spot. They do that with sneakers all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's another Sneaker one. Shops. Waiting in line for shoes. What is I, this, Russia? I don't, I don't wait this in line. This is terrible. My whole life, I've worked very hard to not have uh, to wait 100%, in line. 100%. Thank I don't, you. I board the plane first, motherfucker. Done. I'm not waiting in line. Dues I'm not paid. doing that. Not doing it. 
I had this whole bit about a club years ago, going to the club at 40, where I'm like, why am I, what am I, what am I, some peasant? I'm like, a, I'm like, I, I, like the whole, and then the whole, all you want to do when you get in a club is sit down, but that costs $1,000. <laughs> it's like the most obnoxious thing <laughs> in the whole terrible. world. It's terrible. Oh, waiting in line. It's Ugh. terrible. Gross. Terrible. Mm-mm. I know. Mm-mm. God, I don't want to do any of that shit. <laughs> Wait, standing in line for sneakers. I mean. Yeah. You can just, can't you just buy that shit online? Like you can buy everything online. There's certain stores that, well, like there's a sneaker app as a sneakerhead. There's the sneakers app and, you know, you at seven o'clock they go on sale. So you just put in for them and like it'll say you, you win them or you don't, you know, and well, you win the chance at buying them or you don't. But then some stores will have a select, you know, oh, we have 50 pairs at this store, but you have to go to that store because they don't it's, have an online store. And, and by the way, can I tell you something? Any company that would manipulate mm-hmm. me as a consumer that way, because it's supply and demand. They know what they're doing. They're creating a false sense of demand just to get your dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like, shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. Beyonce. <laughs> I know you can make more athletic wear than you do. <laughs> Okay, you should know that we like it and make more of it, and it's always <laughs> scarcity, and I hate that. Yeah, what's her brand? She's always dropping it on. Um, God damn it, Adidas and Beyonce, yeah, and Adidas I hate one. the collabs, and they always sell out so fast. <laughs> and they're so cool. Ivy Park. Ivy, Ivy Park. Park. Yeah, and she's always like, "I'm only making, you know, five pieces." Like, bitch, make like five million. We like it. Sell. All right, I gotta go. What's your scenario to pitch? Because here's what I'm thinking is that, you know, because you're waiting around line for shoes that you want, right? Sure. Let's say it's about 15, 20 years ago. Bauhaus has a show coming up. Sure. And are you going to be waiting in line? Because it's going to be such a small room. 15 to 20 years ago. I did it. I bought the tickets on like Ticketmaster. Uh Uh-huh. No, I just found it in the 90s. I saw them. No, I didn't. I didn't. Fucking a! There you go. You I passed. bought a pair of Pixies vans. I just—they come to you if they—if they're meant to be. Right. I don't know. Fuck yeah. No, I wasn't. That wasn't my steez. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It just was never. I don't. I don't. Right. I'm not that big of a fan. Waiting of in line like. sucks more than liking the thing that you love. Yes. Again, and if Bauhaus would manipulate me that way, it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why MH doesn't do that to people? Go stand in line for tickets <laughs> to the live show. Like fuck you, you fucking cunt. You don't like that. You don't like us if you're doing that. All right, listen. Watch Sierra Sarah, Sierra Sarah Tiana's special 44 on YouTube right now. She's brilliant. I'm so thank you so much for like so. extending your stay here in Austin just to do this show. I know it was a big deal and. You're very busy, and I, I, I love you. I appreciate you. I'll fly anywhere to see you. Oh, I'm I will. Favorite. You're the best. You're the best. I love you. Thank you. Uh, until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye, meow. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at?